Okay. Ow. Great. Perfect. This is this is a great starting point for this episode. This is where I want you know us what? to be. You know what? Honestly, I'm not going to try too hard this episode. <laughs> holy shit. Oh. That's not true. I'm going to I'm going to try about as hard as these two movies tried. That's how hard I'm going to try. Well, Okay, here's the thing. I feel like the first Balto was trying to do something, but was like incompetent. You know what we should we should probably start the actual episode before we start talking about it. So, um so Balto. Uh, well, well, let's do the let's say I mean, I feel like I should at least say welcome to direct a video. Hey guys, Hey guys, were you sick of Disney movies but still wanted animated movies that were just worse? <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to a direct-to-video, a podcast where we talk about bad sequels to movies that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, alright. Man, there's so Balto. Balto is a lot. There's a lot to Balto, uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came out in 1995, uh, I believe, in the summer. Um, no, in the winter of '95. It feels like and, a winter movie. Yeah, and um, has a pretty good cast: Kevin Bacon, Bob Hoskins, Jim Cummings. Yeah, Jim Cummings makes his appearance. I was I was so shocked. I was like, I recognize Steel. Who is that? Oh well, fucking course. Yep. I don't know. Uh, right out of left field. Sorry. Keep and, no, you're good. You're good. And yeah, like like the movie has an all star cast. It was um, produced by um, Universal Pictures and Amblimation, which was an animation studio owned by um, Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie didn't do all that well um oh, really? i feel like yeah it's a classic. Uh, it 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 grossed uh it grow it i i definitely made a profit it grossed um 11.2 million dollars which is pretty good yeah it's not it's not uh crazy the biggest movie, the, but but the reason the reason it didn't do well is because uh that same year um another animated movie came out uh toy story Ew. Uh, yeah. Oh. Ew. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, this movie was kind of overlooked. Um, yeah. No shit. Comes of Toy Story. It's it's kind of a shame, really. But also, I feel like, like even if Toy Story hadn't happened, mm-hmm. this movie isn't isn't that good enough. I think for it to have done much better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was just gonna say it's like how the good dinosaur came out when there were no other there were no other animated movies coming out. Nobody yeah. wouldn't watch the good dinosaur because everybody saw that it was going to be a bad movie. Like it, and it it happened, you know, and it's it happens. I think it's it's wor- it's it's a, it's really bad when an animated movie is mediocre because because it just it feels emptier than when a a, per, a a movie with people acting in it is mediocre. Well, the thing about animated movies is, when I was little, I used to watch um, S- Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
That is a movie from like 1930-something. I don't watch other movies from 1930-something. Not as a, Especially not as a kid. Those are the movies that are going to stay forever because kids are going to keep watching them. They're, so you want them to be good. It's, it yeah. feels more important that they're good. Yeah, there, there's definitely a, a deeper through line of, of watching animated movies despite how old they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think one of the big things that happened uh, after watching Balto is it, it really made me appreciate how how competent Disney is at putting together a story. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So uh, Balto is about God, um, dude, we sound fucking morose talking about <laughs> this movie. Like, we're like, I'm not. <sighs> I'm not okay. So I I'm not gonna lie. Dun, I I woke dun, up. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I watched this. I watched both of these movies this morning, one after the other. I woke up pretty late, about ten, because I got. I didn't go to bed until like three last night, maybe later. And and honestly, like the this movie isn't bad. It's just there 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 isn't a lot in it that is good. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much, that's, that's it. We have a, we have a hero that kind of falls flat, a villain that's not extremely... Villainous. Villainous. We have, uh, there was one, there was one thing with Steel that I actually really liked that came later. We have a love interest that's, actually, she's the one who drives the story. She drives the story a lot, um... Um, but however, her the, and all and all the sidekicks leave three quarters of the way through the movie, and Balto has to finish it alone. And he doesn't even with Kevin Bacon just does not have that like a presence to to allow the movie to be okay with just him as lead. Yeah, it's and his delivery is fine. It's just he's not he's not doing much with his uh with his lines um mm-hmm. whereas and, and on the other end of that uh steel who is voiced by jim cummings like every line he delivers is fantastic but he's not but given Steel's much not to work with yeah yeah he doesn't have like, like even jim cummings is giving a lot to this performance but there's not much for him to work with so it's still mm-hmm. not the best that it could be so when i turned on this movie I had forgotten that they really try to sell you that it's nonfiction by starting <laughs> it live action. I had completely yep. forgotten this old woman telling her granddaughter a story. Yeah, and it's Which, uh, it's it, not bad. That might that might actually be one of the stronger moments. Yeah. in the movie because you get to see two actors actually acting. Um, yeah, you, and the, she's the. the the woman who I did not look up is yeah. good. She's she's a good actress. She doesn't have a lot of lines and she doesn't do a lot, but you buy that she has an emotional connection to the story and is telling yeah. it to her granddaughter. It it really does work very well, and I I didn't I watched this movie maybe once on TV when I was super young, mm-hmm. but. 
that live action segment is is a really good framing device, I think, and it, and they they really tie it up at the end, I think, super well, because mm-hmm. um, it it and but the the big problem with that though is like this movie, which is based on an actual thing that happened, one it's... is not at all what happened. Yes, not even close. Oh my god, I I went. It made me it made me look up exactly what happened because I knew all this once. I live in yeah. Cleveland. We have the stuffed dog in the uh, in the Natural History Museum. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Um, he, I believe, what happened was the sled team when they got older because Balto he 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 was neutered, so he couldn't be like a stud dog. Yeah. So when he got older, they they were just they just he's a celebrity. So they yeah. sort of like went on a circuit, and they ended up at the like, uh, at like the Cleveland Zoo. And then when he died, they stuffed him and put him in the museum. Yeah, because it's such a big deal. So yeah, I went up and looked. I, I went out and looked up what actually happened. And man, the liberties they took are crazy. Oh yeah, they're cra- they're nuts. Some of them. Well, like the 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 big thing that they changed that makes I don't I don't understand like why they did this is they made they made Balto a a wolf husky hybrid mutt. Yes, they did do that. Even though he is a purebred husky, and also, I had a real issue with this not not because it wasn't I had a real issue with it because it wasn't what happened, but more because I have walked a half wolf half. German Shepherd dog. Yeah. And buddy, half wolves are huge. Yeah. And they he's are, so small. They're massive. He's so small. Steel is so much bigger than him. And I understand why they made Steel bigger than him. But if they did that, then they shouldn't have made him half wolf. Because if he was half wolf, he would have just towered over everybody else. Yeah. The other big thing I think is if you do look up the story of like how of Balto and this and the this relay that they did to get the serum to this town, that story is infinitely more interesting. Oh, it's oh it's extremely uh, interesting. But what I wanted to say about it, or actually, you know, if you have, tell me about the story. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to so, cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. Because uh, so real quickly, cause I honestly there's not much to say, but. In Nome, Alaska, in 1925, uh, after this story is framed by the live-action segment at the beginning, we follow Balto, who is this half-wolf, half-dog hybrid, and he's kind of shunned by the town, but also allowed to just walk around everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. I I guess what they were going for was this idea of this being a time and place where people just let their dogs walk around, and so occasionally there was just a stray dog you know um but i don't know that that was weird but i'm gonna say this because i'm it's going to bring down the whole episode and i figure why not start out from the beginning um we historically on this podcast which despite everything is under the comedy section on itunes (laughs) um we have a lot of talk about race relations. Yep. 
when we watched Pocahontas and when we watched Peter Pan and when we watched Brother Bear, there thankfully was not enough there to actually have to spark a real talk. But in this, there is because of what isn't there. Because there is yeah. so, there's so much whitewashing in this movie. And when the... I looked up what actually happened, a lot of the people who lived in Nome were immigrants. And also, yeah. all the people who were actually getting sick were Inuit. There were seven reported deaths from this outbreak, but 100 unreported deaths that happened outside of the town from all the native people who didn't have any, um, um, help me out here. Access to the serum? No, 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 even more basic, because the people in town didn't have access to the serum, and most of them were fine. Oh, they, they didn't, have, they didn't have any resistance. Yeah, yeah. Or immunity. Exactly. They just ignored that. That's a it, that's a problem. I think that's hurt. more with just the the time that this movie came out, and also just the fact that people don't like to to talk about the, those kinds of things. Yeah. And what's supposed to be a kids' movie, but that but, was... but it is such oh. a big problem. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I it was midway through the movie when I started looking that up and finding out what really happened, and. Mike, a few problems that I really had with the fact that they took that away were one, it's just kind of just kind of sucks. Yeah. Two, this whole thing was national news. Everybody knew yeah. that this happened, so Everyone. they were retelling a story that most of the people who weren't kids, if they were going to watch it, they would have said, "No, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then three, most importantly, if they didn't want to make it dark, they shouldn't have had a dude building kid coffins. Yeah! Oh my god! That was so fucked up when that happened. Yeah. Like, they just devoted an entire scene to having this guy. Yeah, I was was halfway through the movie looking this up. I was like, oh, they took out so much. Oh, and then I pressed play. Dude playing, dude making kid coffins. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's the worst, because he's like, he's like making these coffins, and he's just setting one down next to like four others, and it's like, fucking hell. Because earlier in the movie, that same guy makes a sled for um, the the main human character, uh, Rosie, Rosie, um, who who's also sick of diphtheria, mm-hmm. um, and and Rosie owns owns the love interest of this movie, uh, Jenna, who is her dog, and that's kind of the driving force for Balto. He wants to help Rosie because he knows that it matters for Jenna. And there's a lot I don't like about this movie. One of the things I kind of do like is Balto has this kind of weird... He has, like, three separate arcs. But one of the arcs he has is this... He's got a romantic arc with Jenna that sort of shifts when he realizes all these kids are just gonna die. Die. And it it shifts from just, oh, I want to get with Jenna, to I can't let a bunch of kids die. Let these kids die. So that I I actually like that even though it made the movie The the problem with that dark. though is this movie this movie takes so long to get started. Oh yeah. Like you're you're no... halfway through the movie before any of this happens. Yeah, and there's no payoff. Like the at all. Okay, do you know what? Um I have notes here that I should be paying attention to. Yeah. Okay. So Steel is introduced, I think, before Balto. Yes. 
Steel is introduced first because he is the lead sled dog. And he is established as the shittiest dog. Because what he does is he's racing another team and he bites at them and they all knock over and the the guy, the human person, the musher, yells yeah. steal instead of like the name of <laughs> I forgot the, about that. The name of the other guy. He's yelling about this dog. He knows this dog's a fucking asshole. He knows that nobody could tell this dog to stop being a dick. So I like that even though, again, there wasn't any payoff because later in the movie, people just buy Steel's bullshit for no reason. Yeah, it's, there's a very, this movie feels like it was written by three different people, which. Yeah, actually it does. Let me, uh, let me me, me see who wrote this movie. Um, oh man. Oh man. Writing credits, Cliff Ruby, Elena Lesser, David Stephen Cohen, Roger S.H. Shulman. This movie was written by four, four! different ri- screen... Four! Yep, uh, four different screenplay writers. These are, they're all credited equally. You weren't giving them enough credit, buddy. It took four people to write this movie. It took four... Because the movie, the movie just keeps flip-flopping, like, on its focus. Like, the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, it feels like it's trying... It's being... It's like... Balto is this like underdog, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, who who just wants to who wants to be accepted, but then it suddenly becomes this romantic movie where he wants to win over Jenna's love, but then it becomes kind of an action movie. Yeah, his weird. Okay, so we meet Balto and we meet Boris. And oh, Boris the Russian a... goose. Boris is a Russian goose. Balto hangs out with. I'm gonna say this. I like Boris. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Boris. You can get a lot of really bad stuff with sidekick characters. We'll get to that. Boris almost gets his head cut off. Yeah. And that just felt like a Little Mermaid scene. (laughs) That's not not really worth getting into. It's because it's such a short scene that it could be a send-up. Yeah. Um, Or it could be just something that happens in cartoons all the time anyway. But the moment where, like, the cleaver came down and he saw his own reflection—that's yeah. Point. That's that's point for point out of um, out of uh. I'm trying to remember that song that the. I don't remember what the song that the French Chef sings either. Oh, it's too bad. But it's it's exactly how that scene. Oh, and then we meet small child and first dog and and the first girl dog, one of like three girl dogs in this whole. Yeah. In this whole town of dogs, which was a little bit weird. But I thought that was funny because we meet we meet the bad guy, then we meet the hero, then we meet the love interest, and there's nothing... Here's the thing. It's not poorly done. This part's not poorly done. This is yeah, really well yeah. done because we don't know anything about these characters, but we immediately know bad guy, hero, love interest. Yeah, and and I think their way of introducing it is really cool because, like, introducing the bad guy first, kind of, you're briefly kind of like, is this, is this supposed, is this Balto? No, this is Steel. Right. It, I don't know. I think it's it's a super good way of introducing these three characters. But the problem comes after you meet after you meet um, these well four characters because Boris is a uh, kind of important, just yeah. being the mentor figure. Yeah. 
But then the movie spends like 30 minutes dicking around and like... <laughs> yeah, like, it, does. it does. It introduces two other sidekick characters, Muck and Luck, who are the worst sidekick characters. Oh, poor Muck and Luck. They don't get... They could have been so well used. You give somebody a polar bear and you're yeah. making promises. Okay? Like, they're... When when I fe- when I realized that they were polar bears, because for a second I thought they were just really fat wolverines, because <laughs> they are they are so small. They're small and they're chubby, and we're going to yeah. get into that when we get to the grizzly part. Um, yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Um, oh, and okay. So then, in the next scene, Balto, or the actually the continuation of this scene where it all comes together. Yeah, Steel and his team are running in. Um, Rosie drops her hat and Balto runs to go get it. And in doing so, he outruns Steel's team. Yeah. And at that moment, somebody says, Oh, it seems like any dog can outrun Steel nowadays. Guess he's losing his edge. But do you know how unimpressive it is for an unladen dog to outrun a team, team pulling a sled for exactly 10 feet yep. after that team's been running all day? Yeah. Like, that's nothing. It, I mean, I... And they the, don't treat movie, it like... They don't really treat it like something, so I shouldn't get in its face about it. Yeah. It's... Well, what it is... It, is they forget about that plot. That that feels like it's supposed to be the beginning of, like, this plot thread where Steel feels like he should prove that he still got his edge, but they kind of just drop it immediately. Right. It's just... It's just something... It's just another thing for Steel to be pissed at Balto for. Yeah. But then, if if Steel's gonna be pissed at Balto for a real reason, there's no reason to make Balto half wolf, so yeah. that he can be prejudiced against him. It's Ugh, the whole thing. Oh man, it's so much. And then here's where I realized Steel is Jim Cummings. Yep, Jim, Steel's Jim Cummings. I for a, for a while I, I thought Jim Cummings was also the uh, that uh, that third dog, the okay. really thin yeah. one, because it, it reminded me so much of Eddie. Yeah, from Lion King, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, exactly. "Is that just?" I had that same thought because he was always getting hit and then giggling about it. Um, and I put a note there that I was sick. I was already immediately sick of those particular sidekick characters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, yep. those three were the worst. The, the polar bears didn't do anything. Boris was kind of cool. Those guys sucked. Those guys could have been interesting, but I feel like they're. Their dialogue was mishmashed and all over the place. I feel like if if it had started with them just being like cheerleaders for Steel and then slowly them kind of realizing Steel's an awful person and kind of being on Balto's side, that would have been yes. good. But the problem is is they fucking hate Steel too. Yeah, they already hate Steel. They just they're just always kissing his ass. Um which also could have been good, but then it kind of wasn't. They just don't do anything with it. He, the and I whole think... reason, I noticed this at the end, the whole reason they're there is so that the middle one can say the three words that end up engraved on the plaque Yep. under Balto's statue, which is, um, all right. I mean, here's the thing. That's not good writing, but it is no. clever writing. It could have been done in a way that was a lot smarter. Yeah, but it's Definitely. still... The idea that somebody said, hey, it says these three things. What if we introduce a character who's always babbling so that we can have him say those three things? That's not 
amazing to me, but I like yeah. I like the thought process. I don't like where it got them. I like the idea. Yeah, I think I feel like I feel like I'm just not making enough jokes. <laughs> well, that's, I think we'll, we'll, this thing. we'll have plenty. I think we'll have plenty to joke about when we get to the second movie because this like, first this just feels like Lion King too. Yeah, Balto is so heartfelt, and it wants to be this good big thing, but it just didn't have the talent behind them to do it. Yeah. Um. And then, and then, I'm gonna keep on jumping forward unless you want to stop me. No, no, go ahead because my not much. Cause I just want to really emphasize to people who want to go back and rewatch this movie that a good half of this movie, nothing fucking happens. Nothing. Nothing has happened all, yet. And then Let's all of a sudden, clear. the big thing happens. Literally almost 40 minutes into this movie okay so the polar bears show up this is already a quarter of the way into the movie yeah still introducing characters the polar bears show up they call boris uncle boris which is kind of adorable i honestly thought they were going to introduce more geese when i heard uncle boris (laughs) yeah that would have been pretty great (laughs) um but no it's these it's these polar bears one of them can't really talk and i did not remember that these characters existed same I didn't remember Boris, but I he like immediately fit into it. I remembered all the I I remembered Steel and Balto and his love interest, and I remembered the little girl. I did not remember that there were just two polar bears. <laughs> <sighs> and they don't they don't even feel like polar bears. No, because they're they're tiny. Even the big one is tiny. Even the big. Even the oh, big one is this is this is an important plot point for reasons that are stupid. Oh my god! They can't it, swim. It's not, yeah, they they are afraid of the water. Yes. Here's the thing. Yeah, it comes up later. Fine, whatever. But what it is is we're establishing that Balto is kind of the de facto leader of this tiny gang of outcasts. Yeah. Boris refuses he... to fly south for the winter. Balto's half wolf, and their two bear friends can't swim. It, it really wants them to kind of be this like we're this team of of like like nobody expects us to be the heroes. Yeah, but I do expect that because I'm yeah because we're intelligent viewers watching this movie and also, wanting it to be written well. Also, here's the other thing: we're told from the jump Balto's the hero. So whatever happened, Balto's gonna be the hero. So anyway, then we get to... So... No, 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 you say your thing. Oh yeah, well I was gonna say, so after... After all of this, like, there's some more shenanigans that happen um, with regards to um, Steel and picking on Balto and his kind of growing love love with uh, Jenna. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, overnight... All of the children in town are sick. Yes. Which, I'll say this, from the history does kind of seem like what happened. Yeah. You know, some sore throat started happening, and the local doctor was like, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's just sore throat. I think it'll go away. Turns out to be diphtheria. I cannot pronounce that word. People start dying. So, the, this is, this is to me where the movie makes its, like, well, not not yet, but but we're starting to get to the point where the movie I think makes a big makes a big writing decision that I think was 
super bad, and they they should not have done this. But okay, so we'll um, yeah, the... because I wanna I want to talk about a depressing moment of a depressing piece of family history when we get into this whole sick children thing. Well, well, which is where we are. Okay, yeah. great. Sick children. So children. The doctor. Yeah. Warning: Children die. Yes, the doctor. <laughs> the doctor says he's out of the antitoxin, and he goes to reach for it, and instead he has to grab aspirin because that's all he's got. Right. Yep. Here's the thing. That's a good scene. It's a powerful scene. Yes. I like that scene made me think of this really depressing piece of family history that I don't even feel bad about talking about on a comedy podcast because we are so <laughs> far away from comedy right now. We're just moaning about how shitty this movie is. So, most kids are not going to die from you giving them aspirin. Yeah. But some are. And my dad had a cousin who was like 14 years old which is above the, you know, on the bottle it says 12, I think. Yeah. She's like 14 years old, she took some aspirin, and she died. Holy shit. Yeah. So, this is gonna be a little PSA. I did not start taking aspirin until I was 21, because everybody in my family told me, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just so you know... Again, most people don't die from aspirin. It's it was a miracle drug. It still kind of is yeah. a miracle drug. It helps. It, it it thins blood and it stops uh, stops fevers. It's such a big honking deal, and it's kind yeah. of dangerous. So then yeah. we get to uh, I don't know if you have so anything the... to say in between this, but we get to sad telegraph man. Yeah, Sad Telegraph Man is uh, asking for um, more antitoxin from Juno. Mm -hmm. And uh, turns out that uh, because of the uh, severe weather conditions, the closest that they can get the antitoxin is Nanana, which is a city 600 miles away. Mm -hmm. And so, this is all something that actually happened. Yeah, this is all true. Or the, yeah, this, is, this is very close to what actually happened. And what I kind of like about it is the Sad Telegraph Man is just doing what you see in a lot of bad movies, uh, the newscaster thing. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, but I actually like Sad Telegraph Man doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion in that yeah, line. There's a lot of emotion. It feels very personal. If this doesn't happen, we're going, like, kids are going to start dying. And this is a guy who has, he personally does not have... It doesn't seem Children. like he has a kid. Yeah. You know? But this is so important to him, to his community. I yeah. just, I like that. It, it, it's, I, the, I like the series of scenes, the, the series of scenes that just the children getting sick, the doctor realizing that they're out of medicine, them asking for help and the help not arriving, mm -hmm. all of that is so well paced and so well edited. And it's, and it's really just, powerful the only problem is that this happens so late into the movie that i was thinking to myself how are they gonna resolve this but also it's, b immediately the, after all of this oh go on i was gonna say it's not the only problem the other problem is it doesn't feel 
This isn't until the end of the movie that we get here, but I'm going to say it anyway. At the end of the movie, after everything is said and done, they send Balto through a fucking ringer. They throw an avalanche at him. They start chucking icicles at him. And it's suddenly an action movie, and it so does not line up with what's happening back in town. Yeah. You know, if they kept it... You know, if if they they didn't have this action part, it could have been really solemn. And then, oh, here's here are the dogs, and it's so great. And it's just, I don't think they handled it that well. No, no. Well, and the, I'm I'm saying that just this specific moment is handled very well. Yes, but I think it is. I think that I think that breaks even faster because the scene immediately after this like incredibly in depth kind of montage of bad news, it's like. We're gonna have a dog race. We're gonna have a dog race. Dogs are. Oh my god! And the yeah. town is so excited about this dog race. They're like, "Fuck yeah, dog race!" Oh yeah, our kids are dying, but look, they gotta watch these dogs run down a street. Yeah, and I had Fuck such a problem yeah. with that, partially because, again, a dog sled team is a team. They're a bunch of dogs who have pretty much always worked together, and they have, who yeah, have they have to. The, they have the to have a unity. Who knows their in and outs perfectly. Mm-hmm. And they're, but no, it's a race. Fine. Whatever. Also, for for reasons, this movie does not exactly know what it wants to do with humans. Yeah. Because the person who is running the race is Steel the dog. He is giving orders he is judging he's not running he knows he's captain yeah so then that thing that part was weird yeah because the the beginning of the movie it feels like they're trying to do this lady and the tramp thing of like oh we're not going to see the adults faces but then they kind of stop doing that right because well because so much of the story the whole story is about people yeah you can't make it not about them but then, but once once we get past that point and we get to the point where, like, the team is out going to get the medicine and they and Balto needs to go follow them, it's all about dogs again. Only dogs. No people. Just dog. Yeah, it's... And they really gloss over the fact, and I don't think I wrote this down so I feel okay saying it now, they really gloss over the fact that they knocked out the musher and then... They just, he spends the whole time, the whole time coming back being unconscious. Conscious. And he gets into town, and they're like, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, they really... Will he be fine? Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's dead. And also that kind of undercuts the actual, I want to, I want to look up his name, see if I have it in my notes. Um, Uh... Here we, I can get it for you. Uh, his Gunnar name Kassin? was what? Gunnar Kassin, It looks like, although it's yeah, Norwegian, so it. I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, Hunter Ka- Yeah, that's it. Um, it really undercuts his actual role in adding a team that could take a lot. You know, in the movie there was one box, but it said like when I looked it up, it said like a million units. Yeah, that they asked for. So take a lot of medicine, a long way. And he was only at the end of the relay. But yeah. that's the other thing. They really cut out this idea of teams again, 
there were these were people working together across a distance of 600 miles which is a long way i understand why they did it i understand why you cut it down to one dog team because you don't want to have to explain to kids okay so they get at this checkpoint then they give the medicine to the next guy and then his dogs go because these dogs need to rest you know i understand why that didn't happen it's just again because it's based on real life it undercuts all the real life stuff and that real life stuff is that real life stuff is super interesting it's like it's like making a movie about pocahontas and having her talk to a tree (laughs) yeah i i think i think they could have they could have really focused on the idea of like this this needs to be a team effort we have to work as a team but instead they spent the first 40 minutes of this movie like dicking around waiting for the climate waiting for the the problem to happen completely they could have had the problem happen sooner ludicrous yeah yeah like they they uh this like the 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 problem of this movie is like all the way back from the inception of the story like they should have i think they should have just told the story of this relay that would have been pretty cool yeah it would have okay so so Balto enters the race and he wins. Right, except he does not officially enter the race. And because of that, he is actually at a disadvantage and still wins. And it's such a big deal for Balto. He wants to go help these kids. He well, wants to be he's, a dog. He's half wolf and he's not. So here's gonna... Here's a weird thing is everyone everyone seems to know that Balto is half wolf. Not only that, Everybody seems to know Balto. Yeah. The, the, he, he, like, played with a little girl and her dog. They know yeah. his name is Balto. And yet, nobody trusts him because he's half-wolf. Well, not only that, but when the when Steel steps on his foot and Balto yells out in pain, the uh, sled driver's like, oh, he's half-wolf. I don't want him to turn on me. It's like, you, but you already knew he was half-wolf. Everyone knows. Yes, everyone knows, and also everybody knows, because of the beginning, that Steel is a dick. Dick. So, really? <laughs> uh, I don't know. If they, if he had said something like, oh, this dog isn't going to work well with the other dogs, or something, it's, it's yeah. just it's not... It's, it's bad writing, and he shouldn't even be half-wolf, and I would... The thing is, I'm going to keep on saying that, and then we're going to have to talk about the second movie, which is all about him being half wolf. Half wolf. Oh my god, so tired already. Alright. <laughs> so, the the dog, like, so here's the, here's, here's, I think this movie, like, fucking fails. Because, here? because there is an Indiana Jones line montage of the dogs getting to uh, Nanana. And it, and everything's fine. They get there yeah. fine. They just go. They just travel six hundred miles and get there fine. And they pick up the medicine and leave, and everything is fine. Here's the thing: that line montage, that was weird, but also was like the actual line. Yeah. So I I was watching that and I had such mixed feelings about it because I was like, oh, here's an actual piece of history that they're putting in. But also, they're watering it down so much that it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, they're misrepresenting anymore. it. Yeah, 
they make it feel like these like 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 it's not a big deal that these dogs could get there and but it is a big it's deal it's a huge deal like even again, even like a bunch of yeah. people on a relay not they only that but like the word, they even say the word relay because it's written yeah. on the on the um statue yeah and just don't address that what that what they showed was not a relay or and not and it it's super weird to me because like like even in the best of weather like even if everything's going right and you have all and you have like the 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 perfect weather needed to make this trip this is still a hella dangerous trip to do yes and the, but the the it just kind of cuts after this montage to them picking up the medicine and being like yeah we're good to go we're not tired at all let's get this shit done mush yes and then the problem comes in because there are whiteout conditions and they get lost. Which yeah, and they get lost. Which is what actually happened. Except the reason Balto is a freaking hero is because Balto does not get lost. Apparently, mm-hmm. about a hundred years ago now, dog ran straight through whiteout conditions. Guy couldn't see his hand in front of his face. That itself is amazing. And then they made this it really movie. is. I would encourage everybody, if you feel like you want to rewatch Balto, just go find a good book about this, about this event. I would actually, I would love to read a good book about this event. Or maybe there's like a podcast where they, like a history podcast where they do an episode on Balto. I would love that too. Yeah. Don't, oh, oh, but wait, don't listen to other podcasts. Yeah, only listen to us. This is your, this is the Balto history podcast that you deserve. If you're listening to us. Yes. Listen to us cover our asses as we talk about Balto. Okay, so Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> so they that get makes... lost and um the uh telegraph comes in that um the dogs have missed their second relay. And we are introduced to like two new dogs that we had never seen before right now at this until this point. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's there's like a there's like a dog, there's like a bow wow pow wow, going yeah. on in the. Uh, I don't like know where shed. this is. Some kind of barn. Yeah, it's like a barn or, or a shed. Um, but uh, bow wow pow wow, still proud yeah. of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're throwing like a party in there. Yeah, and um, I believe the one who brings the news, because he lives at the telegraph station, is yeah. this like, little bulldog whose ears bip whenever whenever he hears Morse code. I think this dog knows Morse code and is just translating <laughs> it for these other dogs. This scene felt very much out of The Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, or, or 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians, yeah. Movies. We're just all like any movie where there's dogs that can talk to each other. Dogs also seem to have this method of communication. Yeah, they just they're just you know chill. They just know each yeah. other. Everybody knows everybody. They just keep it on the DL. Yes. So yeah, we meet these we meet these dogs. They tell us, "Oh, the medicine's not going to get here. Steel's team is lost. They're going to die. They're going to die." Kid- that this movie really, really wants you to believe that these kids are gonna die. Like, do you know what? 
do you know what? I'm actually into that. And the reason yeah. is the reason is because I developed a healthy distrust for so when I was little I used to watch um Saturday morning cartoons on the WB. Yeah. And whenever they got a translated cartoon, like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or one of those, they would cut out every time somebody was worried about somebody dying or somebody threatens to kill somebody or somebody, you know, one of those things. Okay, (laughs) they cut out any mention of the word death. Yeah. And this gave me a very healthy dislike for somebody who pretends death doesn't exist. I think it's important that we're given that we're given that weight. We know these are the stakes. These kids are going to die. I also think it's pretty good because like like historically everyone in America who had access to a telegraph was listening to this. Yes. They wanted to know what was going to happen to these kids, to these people. And they and like and there was a moment where when the whiteout conditions were declared and and it was realized that um the dog uh, sled team was missing everyone believed that these kids were gonna die exactly and like people were like throwing like memorials and like sending letters like of their condolences to this town do you know what i read i wasn't gonna mention this because it didn't actually seem important but because of this this is when people started getting vaccinations because suddenly yeah. there was this heroic journey just about not being sick and dying so suddenly just go don't be sick and die it's so easy just get a flu shot as a legacy you know what a lot of dogs don't get a legacy as a legacy the removal of many horrendous diseases is fucking awesome yeah it really is so Balto, Boris, and their bear friends go, go out to help. Yeah, go go to find them, and um, and then a bear happens. Well, wait, a bear does happen. That's that's <laughs> that's that's in the that's in the next scene. Um, oh, did I, I miss just something? To mention something that I noticed. This is not a very good movie. However, <laughs> however. There is some good there is some good writing in this movie. Yes, there is. Um so in Brother Bear, there was a whole scene between the two moose where they played I spy and they could only see a tree. Yes. And it's like a two minute scene where they say, I spy something green or that begins with T or tall or something. And they say, Is it a tree? And they start interrupting each other. It's a tree, it's a tree, it's a tree. In Balto the little polar bear says, I spy something that begins with S. And then nobody says anything. He sees snow. That's all <laughs> he sees. And that's such, it's such a better delivery. Yeah. It's a better delivery without the punchline because it makes you think, oh, snow. And that's the punchline. You yeah. understanding is the punchline. And everyone just being like, we're not. We have serious right. things to do, We're guys. Just, Come yeah. on. I'm just tired. Guys, we're not going <laughs> to... But yes, we cannot get away from bears on this podcast. God, because a, a bear happened really hard. And this bear was bear... pretty damn good. This bear is fucking ludicrous. Because it's like... 
is like 20,000 pounds a bear. This bear is a final boss. But they put it, it is... in, but they just put it into the middle of this movie. Yeah, it's huge. It's That's the thing. It is a final boss. It's right out of, um, oh god, movie name, Andy. Fox and the Hound? Fox and the Hound. It's, it's, it's like the exact bear. They made it super scary. But here's my problem with it. If you're going to have bears as an enemy, then you can't have bears as the protagonist. Yeah, because so I was thinking uh, when the bear uh, showed up, I naively. I wonder if you and I did the same thing. Did okay, you go. think that the Did you think that the polar bears were gonna like fight the bear? I not only thought that when they when when it looked like they were going to do nothing, I stopped the movie. I looked up who would win in a fight, a polar bear or a grizzly bear. <laughs> and the fucking answer is a polar bear because they're gigantic. They're massive. They're so polar big. Bears, polar bears have like a thousand pounds on grizzlies. They're so yeah. much bigger. And they do they do nothing. And that it, means... It, that Jenna that has to come the, in and save. The, the, that Jenna has to come in and save. And again... Exactly like Todd springing out out of nowhere to save Copper. Yeah, it really does. And so, and so that culminates in. Now this is probably a decent way to get away if you're in a grizzly bear attack. Balto ends up on thin ice that <laughs> will not break under him, but breaks under the grizzly. Yes. All right. Now grizzlies can swim, but apparently yes, it's, it's fine. You know what? Once the grizzly is in water that's freezing over above it, it probably has its own issues. It's probably yeah. not coming after you anymore. Then Balto ends up under under the ice too, and the polar bears get over their fear of water to save Balto. However, if they had gotten over their fear of other bears, they probably wouldn't need to save Balto because they would have just fucking killed that other bear. They would have. They would have. There could have been a great moment where they just fought a bear and were like. You guys go. We got this. And fought a bear. <laughs> so cool. But instead they have to... Instead, they have that scene. And also Boris has to explain to us and to... um, What's her name? Jenna. Jenna. And to Jenna that... Oh, these bears can't swim. That's why there are stakes right now. And it's... It's pretty underwhelming it would have been yeah. so cool if they fought a bear can i can i just say there's a brief scene there's a brief uh there's a brief part of this scene that i thought was super cool and it's when balto mm -hmm. is under the ice and he puts his paws and his face up to the ice trying to get out and then it cuts to jenna on the other side of the ice looking at him but not able to do anything yeah i thought that was super that... morbid and really cool yeah, that, and and then he sort of just like floats away. Yep. There's a lot in this movie. This movie really flirted with the idea of being very dark. Yeah. And it never got to that point, which is good because it would not have survived getting to that point. Yeah. But there are definite moments where the idea of it being extremely dark come in. Maybe one of these four writers like the idea of it being a dark movie. Yeah. <sighs> but so so but then, Balto uh... gets Balto gets saved. Mm -hmm. Um 
Jenna is injured was injured while she was fighting the bear, and so Balto orders uh, his sidekicks to put her on this tree branch that he just grabs out of nowhere and drag her back to town. Yes. It's not clear how far away they are from town. So this is like a this is kind of a questionable moment here, but fine. Yeah, I really yeah. thought they were going to use her kerchief to like bandage her leg or put it in a sling or something. Yeah. But no, she he's got it as 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 like a token of her love and affection. Yes. We mentioned before that the uh, sled dogs had knocked out their sledder. This actually happens kind of in between all of these scenes. Yes. Where also, Steel... I should mention. I should mention just for a second. This isn't yeah. really important to what you're saying. The reason we're never talking about Boris is because he actually is a good character, and there's not a lot to complain about. He's the like one thing this, I would, yeah, he's like this weird dad uncle character, but since he's a bird, there's a lot of odd baggage that you never really get into that you never really get into and nothing about him is as offensive as the like as the polar bears just not yeah. really having a purpose in this movie i mean he like he's voiced by bob hoskins who you gotta love bob hoskins when he does anything he's such an amicable guy in almost every world he's a he, he's in so I, I feel like i need to Google do you not know who Bob? Do you, do you not know who Bob Hoskins is? I don't know. I don't know who any human person is. I barely know who you are. So he he <laughs> he was the uh, he was the main character in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was the detective guy. Oh yeah, I love the story uh, that he that he he apparently had to go to a psychiatrist after Who Framed Roger Rabbit because he kept seeing Roger Rabbit everywhere because <laughs> he had to he had to like visualize this other actor. Yeah. Playing alongside and, uh, him the whole time. And he couldn't stop. Doing it, yeah. I, I I love that. That's great. And yeah, like, Boris is great. He just It's unfortunate that he doesn't get much to do after this point in the movie. Mm-hmm. That, was, um, that was such a weird choice. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was going to send the polar bears away, and then it would be him and Boris. Or I thought... I thought at first when Jenna showed up, it was going to somehow just be him and Jenna. Yeah. Again, I don't think that Balto the character has the stage presence in this movie to be alone. Oh, or in the next movie, and he's alone a lot in that movie too. Oh god, he's alone a lot more in that movie than in this movie, and that movie fucking sucks. So We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Um so eventually though, uh Balto Balto finds uh where the other team is. And I want to talk briefly about the scene before where Steel Steel is leading the other team through this blizzard and and they keep telling him we're lost, we're lost and he he keeps saying, "No, I'm the leader. I know where to go. I know what to do." And he almost he almost develops a character because there's a moment where he looks so afraid when he's when he's they have they have after he's crashed, after they've crashed. Uh no, before. Okay. That's that's a good th- that's good. I also like the moment where after they've crashed, you know, as soon as Balto shows up, he says we need to get him onto the we need to get I forget the musher whatever yeah. we need to get him onto the sled, 
and we need to pull out of here, I can show you guys the way. And they're all covered in snow. Yeah. They have been here for a hot minute, and Steel can't do anything. He is frozen by doubt or indecision or the beginnings of madness. Yeah. And that is so great. And then, again, kind of falls flat. Yeah, they, it, it's like it's infuriating how close Steel gets to becoming a good villain. Mm-hmm. But, but and then, but here's and here's here's I think another kind of shitty thing that they did. And I don't know if maybe they wanted to make fun of Disney when they did this, but Steel falls to his Disney death. Yeah, and then gets back up. When I was absolutely certain they were going to kill Steel, I thought he has gone mad. Because yeah. he clearly had gone mad. He's clearly not point. in his mind. He's he's lashing out at the one person who can help him. And he is being very dangerous and everybody knows it. And, he, and then all... he falls to his Disney death, bounces a few times, then gets up and is like, fine? Yeah, and, he's, and not only is Here's he fine... Here's my big issue with this next scene. He... Okay. Some the fuck how. Steel, the injured dog, goes ahead of Balto and his team, while injured, yep. marks every tree while injured, without anybody seeing him, and then gets home first. It is insane. It makes well, it, no sense. It is impossible. <laughs> like... It is a grievous plot hole. I thought for... You know, I thought for a second that Steel... Because I, for some reason, remembered this from when I was a kid. I thought for a second that Steel was going to accept Balto's help when he realized he couldn't do anything. I thought so, too. And there would have been a really good, like, inverted villain moment. Where they have a sort of... A moment of understanding when both of them knows that they can't do it alone. Yeah, and, and, and that doesn't happen. And no, I felt pretty disappointed with that because I was pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, it because it seems like such a good moment of like, like you know the way, but I know how to lead a sled team, so we're going to both have to be, we're going to have to both be in the front and do this together yeah. and work together to get through this. And that could have been cool because. Being real, most sled teams rarely do have uh, just one lead dog. They usually have two for balance and steering, but... Oh, I did not know I, that. I remember them talking about this in another sled dog movie. I forget which one. Okay, well, there are a few choices. Was it maybe 8 Below, or was it... Um... I think it oh was 8 God. Below. Okay, 8 I Below think was, it was a good Is that movie. the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Where, he, where they have maybe. to leave the dogs? Yeah, they leave the dogs in Antarctica. I yeah. think that one was also based on a on a real story. On a true story. That, that one was a lot better because it was actual huskies and yeah. they were there was no talking. It was just, just watching dogs. Dogs kind of trying talk. to figure out how to survive in Antarctica alone for like three months or something. Yeah. That movie was crazy. That movie well, that, that was a Disney movie. That was a Disney that was a movie. Disney that was a movie. Disney was live a, action was, movie. This is a live-action Disney movie. That was a good one. We should have watched that instead. Oh, um, God. There, yeah. the, but there is that other movie. Um, God. 
I think this was also a Disney movie, but it's like a Disney Channel original. Do you remember this movie? Oh, it's like... I forget the name of it, but it's like some guy inherits a dog sledding team from his uncle. Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs. Yeah, okay. I I literally googled sled dog movie, and the first movie that <laughs> popped up was Snow Dogs. I think... I don't remember for sure. I think Snow Dogs is actually exceptionally bad. We're getting slightly off track. Okay. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. No, wait. No, wait. Oh, fuck. Eight Below. So Eight Below, which is the good movie, um, stars Paul Walker and is about eight dogs that are left in Antarctica. Snow Dogs stars Cuba Gooding Jr. I you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. I told you I don't know anybody from anybody. <laughs> so, so I I seriously mixed up the I I mixed up both of these movies. <laughs> they came out in, in like the same year or like one after the other and. Um, I understand why they got mixed up. It's, yeah, they, it's, they, it's a little bit like mixing up March of the Penguins and Happy Feet. Yeah, because Happy Feet's a good movie. This silence is scaring me. Do you not think Happy Feet is a good movie? Happy Feet is no, a good I, movie. I, I, I know that Happy Feet's a bad movie. <laughs> no, Happy Feet's a good movie, Tony. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, dude. It's no, a good it's, movie. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, do you hear that? Oh, the telegraph just came in and all of the children died. But also, Happy Feet is a good movie. It says so right well, here on this telegraph. No, wait. Wait, what was the first part? No, it's a, the first part doesn't matter. It's uh... No, I think... But I kind of think... <laughs> all of them? Just, well, a good amount. Okay. <laughs> uh... How are we defining good here? Well, a good amount obviously means a, it's bad. Oh. <laughs> oh! <A> good... <laughs> when I say a good amount, I mean like a... Oh, okay, I realize now that that's kind of a confusing... Uh, it A lot. We're, we're having fun with language here, I think. Yeah, more than one. Oh. <laughs> um. Which I guess, I guess immediately is a bad amount, because I guess zero children dying is a good amount of children dying. Getting back on track, if we getting, may. Getting back to Balto. Uh, um, so Steel makes it back to town. Um, mm-hmm. And he has Balto's scarf. And goes on and tells this... The story he tells is ludicrous. It is it's beyond. ridiculous. Nobody should ever believe it, especially because we established first scene that he's the worst and nobody likes him or trusts him. He is a piece of shit dog. If they're going to have everybody believe him, they cannot have that first scene where everybody knows he's an asshole. Yeah, seriously. Um, but then he overplays his hand. Yeah. By saying, oh, Balto wanted me to take care of you. And uh, and he says this to Jenna, who's still injured, and Jenna's like, you, you liar, you piece of shit, you fucking coward. Yeah, she doesn't say that because it's a kid's movie. But again, it'd be great if she did. That would have that would have breathed a little bit of life into this movie, huh? <laughs> it really would have. I would have enjoyed. If she called him a fucking coward. <laughs> just... She says Balto's still alive and he's coming. 
But no, she would have said, you fucking coward. That would have been so good. Oh, man, that would have been great. But, uh, and so, um, but at this point, um, the telegraph man, um, sadly puts out his lamp that he was, he had on to signal, uh, to the town that there was still hope, which... Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, you keep that fucker lit. You keep that lit until all the children are dead. Hope or no hope, you don't, you don't don't. just tell everybody we're screwed. Yeah, like, he, he condemned those children to death when he turned off that lamp. Yeah, that was, that was crazy to me. That was a crazy thing that he did. I I think it would have been an amazing scene if if the telegraph operator and the doctor were in the shop and the doctor was like, it's not coming. And he and he like goes to put out the lamp and the telegraph operator is like, no, you can't put that lamp out. We have to we can't just condemn these kids to death. That would have been great. Here's the thing. The reason the reason they have that scene is so that Jenna can put up her own signal uh, which is a callback to something Balto did where he put some bottles in front of a light and made it look pretty. Okay? So she does that. She calls it the Northern Lights to, like, guide him home. Here's my problem with that. He does not need those or seem to see them. Yeah. Not only that, but she's pointing those lights at a fucking, like, wall of ice. Yeah, but I think it's so that they're reflecting off of something. I think that makes sense. It felt... I don't know, it felt like, it felt like the writers really didn't think this through. Did they not, Andy? It really, yeah, it just a little, it felt a little bit like the writers didn't think this through. Because going back to that scene where Balto's being all romantic-like, this Mm. is in the middle of, of Jenna being worried. That's about to show her the dying kid. Yeah, like, like, Balto, I was gonna say Pongo. Balto. Pongo. Balto was like, yeah, I can show you, I can show you sick Rosie, but before we look at a sick dying child, let me put the moves on you, because this is, this is a good moment. I can feel this moment being romantic. There was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that happened. So, Balto being confused by Steele's... Treachery. Um, treachery. His deception. Um, Falls Disgrace. to his own, falls to his own Disney falling death, along with the medicine. Which this might just be me, but having two fake Disney falling deaths in one movie seems like a bit much. Well, here's what I was gonna say about it. That medicine can't be all that fragile, huh? Yeah, no, it, it, it's pretty damn it says sturdy. Says fragile right on the box. It's some hardy medicine. Yeah, it was it's... fine. Here's another thing I'd like to say is, like, Steel's Disney Falling Death looks like a great distance. And when the camera pulls away, you can see that it is pretty far. But, like, like, like a li- like a bit of it, you're thinking, this is a believable, like, I can, because of snow, I can believe that a dog would fall off of this ledge and maybe limp away. Uh-huh. But when Balto falls to his Disney death and he looks up at the distance he fell, you can barely see the top. Like... They really wanted to be like, no, but Balto fell even further, and his, his the stakes were even higher. But you didn't know because Balto blacked out. But they were, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so again, I don't like a lot of writing in this movie. I think a lot of the stuff they did was ridiculous. However, yeah. 
even though I hate the whole half-wolf outcast thing. Yep. They do establish during an earlier scene that Balto has big pads on his feet. Yes. And knowing that he has big pads on his feet is pretty important for climbing back up that mountain. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And also we hear Boris's voice saying that a dog couldn't make this trip, but maybe a wolf could. Also, we see who we see his like spirit wolf, who turns out to be later his mom is his ghost mom, but also is like a wolf goddess. Yeah, I said ghost mom because it was like funnier, but she's definitely yeah. not dead. She's like a an actual, which I guess goddess. that makes Balto like wolf Jesus. His daughter's wolf Jesus. So what? What's he then? Is he wolf Joseph? He could be Wolf Joseph. Hmm. Well, but Balto did save those kids. He's definitely Wolf somebody. Yeah, he's definitely... Anyway. Mm, he can't be Wolf Moses, because Moses killed all of those kids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Am I confusing Moses with somebody else? Um, no. No, Moses killed kids. Um, oh, okay. He did, he, he did the 10th the plague. Um, ah, that's right. Uh, I could be. <laughs> I was gonna say Daniel, but man, I don't know. I don't know my. Uh, Daniel's definitely a Bible I don't name. Know, don't know my Old Testament. Well, he's 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 the he's the kid who slew Goliath and became king. I, oh oh I don't oh! Know, um, I don't know my Old Testament pro- prophets. So <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's that the one. If you listen to Hallelujah, that one that one bit of the song's about him. Yeah, that's Balto. Yep, and Balto <laughs> can't play music though. Damn it! Oh shit! We'll okay, because he needs to play a secret chord that David playing. Please, the Lord. You know what my favorite <laughs> my favorite thing about this entire conversation is like I'm just thinking to myself, this is a good stinger. I'm glad we went here. <laughs> Fucking great! This is a fantastic Perfect. stinger. Um. Um. So okay. So, so Balto um, like drags the serum all the way back up this cliff, up this sheer cliff. All the dogs are super impressed. They're like, "We trust you even more now to lead us out of the way." And Balto's yeah. just like, "I'm just, I'm gonna track my way back the way I tracked my way here." And right. he does. He well, what it sort of feels like is that he's supposed to be like in touch with his wolf now. Wolf, yeah. Even though I think Mark and Trees is something wolves do. Um, yes. I thought that that was supposed to be, oh, look, because he's part wolf, he can lead them back. But it kind of... Yeah. That was kind of subverted. But then also done again. And then we get that padding that we talked about earlier. The action movie yeah. padding. Just like, like... Ten minutes of ridiculous shit avalanches icicles uh ice breaking out from underneath their feet they're going over an ice bridge that almost fails on them having to drag the sled out of this like hole like oh it's just crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and it's i understand why at this point in the movie the writers or animators or just a director looked at it and said we need more action kids aren't gonna react to this unless we have some 
you know, some stakes, but it's so broken. It's so off kilter with the feel of the rest of the movie. Of the movie, yeah. Especially back home where everybody's just sort of quietly dreading. Uh, Except... Except for the dogs, who seem to just all be infatuated with steel. Yeah, again, we did not establish him as charismatic. We established him as a as giant asshole. As, like, the biggest piece of shit. And, they sort uh, of, they sort of just... I really hate to keep on comparing movies to other movies when I don't think they did... I don't think they did rip off Beauty and the Beast, but they sort of just made him Gaston. Yeah, they really the kind of just... Where first, yeah, for, first, first he was, first he was somebody completely different, and then at the end, when they needed him to be Gaston, they just made him Gaston. He, and, and I don't know if this is Jim Cummings' voice, but at the beginning, he feels very much kind of like a like a Scar character, except he started on top. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that and that might be because it's jim cummings i feel like a lot of it might be because of jim cummings it might be because of the animation style i think that the people who animated this looked at the lion king and said i think we can do that yeah because a lot of the a lot of the movement that really feels like animal movement also looks like what happened in the lion king Actually, they also have this yeah. moment where it looks like Balto and Jenna are gonna kiss, but instead they do the much more believable uh, Lion King nuzzle. Yeah. So the the Balto and the sled team get back just fine, and yep. the movie the movie really wraps itself up quickly here. I highly disagree. There are like three wrap up scenes. Well, there are three wrap up scenes, but they're kind of like I'm not saying it wraps itself up uh prettily it's a very sloppy but it this is the the wrap-up lasts like maybe for the last five minutes of this film okay yeah that's true they do wrap it up quickly as far as time goes but i feel like they wrap it up kind of um poorly it's sort of like haphazardly so that every character can get in a final you know final moment which brings me to andy why do we keep watching movies where bears show up in towns and everybody's just fucking cool with it? It's almost on the at the end of the movie. <laughs> I forget. I forget that they just fucking they just fucking, fucking show, show up. up. They're like you made it, and every and the people are just looking on. Like, like okay, here's here's the wolf dog and his two bears and the goose. The goose. The thing about the goose is. I could have a suspension of disbelief for the goose. Because while it might be ridiculous for a wolf to play with a goose, it is way more it is way more ridiculous for a bunch of people to be okay with the polar bears. Yeah, just fucking have two polar bears fucking like wander into town where with our where our sick with our sick and dying children. <laughs> uh. There's also kind of a great scene where Steel is kind of just like left by all the other dogs i mean it would have been great except for the fact that the the entire situation uh of him being admired by all these dogs is fucking absurd to begin with yeah that the if if that hadn't felt so tacked on if if his being the hero hadn't felt so tacked on it would have been a really great scene 
for him to suddenly have nobody. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's been established that all the dogs who actually spend time with him hate him. They really do. I do like that that, uh, that little dog who was infatuated with him at the beginning of the movie calls him disposable. Disposable. That's such a specific insult. Yeah. Do you know what you are? You're fucking nothing. That 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 was so cool. <laughs> uh, that's that's a great line. It really is. Uh, so I think it, we're in, unless so the kids get the, the kids get yeah the, the kids get um, the serum they medicine, they're okay antitoxin. yeah the antitoxin and they uh, they all get better and everyone's happy and Rosie's fine yeah <laughs> and then we get to my favorite part which is back with these back with back with the grandmother and her granddaughter and they found the statue yep. and she they they read the they read the, the note there they read the they read the plaque and she's and the granddaughter says something like that that really did all happen didn't it and you're a lying bitch aren't you, know, you grandma short answer short answer no because <laughs> <laughs> like most of it was ridiculous but my favorite part was I don't know if you picked up, but I definitely picked up in this first scene. At the very beginning, the grandma like looks at her ki- at her grandkids' hat. Yeah. With, like such significance that as soon as I saw the little girl in the hat, I thought, "Oh, that's the that's the grandma." Yeah. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then this was my favorite part because it was so so stupid. She says, I would have been lost without you, which is exactly what little Rosie says. And then the kid yells Grandma Rosie twice. And I was like, I was laughing at the fact that they were so concerned that I wouldn't put together that this woman was the little girl. It's like, it's like they set it up so well. And at the last minute, somebody was like, okay, guys, but wait, what if they don't, what if they don't get it? What if they don't get it though? Oh my god, that was that was that was my absolute favorite. It's so like that. That's bad writing. That is yes, so that that was. There's no excuse for that. There isn't. Oh my god, we spent like an hour and a half on this movie already. <laughs> I, I I will say we are not. I I am not spending an hour talking about movie two. If I think I'm going to give us thirty minutes. I don't think minutes. there's enough there. Yeah, I think Cause, I think this is going to be a two hour recording. Because because I will say I will say this is that as much as. Like all of the things that are wrong with Balto, Balto is a fucking watchable movie, and I and I will gladly like watch it again, maybe, if only because I would like to read an actual account of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Can I read you something? Yeah. That you sent me two days ago. Yeah. I want to do an emergency for Funcast because Balto and Balto 2 are on Netflix. And I want to ask you something, Andy. <laughs> what is your definition of fun? Not for us. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not our fun. This is for oh, the, the listener's benefit. I'm doing this for them. <laughs> okay. I, I appreciate, your, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate so... how much you want to give back. So, but moving on, because uh, a little after that, when we decided that we were going to do this, I sent you this afternoon 
Do you want to watch the third one, or can we just talk about these two and never watch a Balto movie <laughs> again? And I meant to put again. Yeah, never again watch a Balto movie. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, man. I had watched the first one yesterday, and I found it pretty wanting. And then I watched yeah. the second one this morning, and I was like, holy fuck. God <laughs> damn. Okay, I'm so I actually so, took notes for this one. So done. Okay. Do you I don't know where they take notes? I don't. I normally just do these off the cuff, but this one I was writing stuff down because okay. I kept stopping this movie and just doing other things. I always take notes because I find that a lot of the movies we watch, I find so forgettable. Yeah. I can't remember this, most of Kronk's New Groove anymore. This, me neither, But I honestly. had those notes so that I knew what happened. It's a fever dream, that movie. Okay. So, first impression. First well, okay, impression, before... yeah, the fever dream... It's like five minutes too long. <laughs> before before we get to <laughs> before we get to this movie, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab my notes because I cannot find them. Okay. So I don't know if they're here on me or not, but I'm gonna look for them. Where are they? Here they here they are. All right. Do you know what, Andy? When I when I got your message today, the uh, do you all watch Balto three or can we just never can we just watch two and then never watch another one? I was I was pretty relieved because I genuinely thought you sent me that other message because you were excited to watch Balto and Balto two. <laughs> I wasn't excited. I just okay. like the the was, fact that I was the... thinking. Man, we're going to have to argue about the fact that I hated these movies. <laughs> like, they're not good. They're really not. They're really not. Like, and Balto, like, again, Balto has a lot of problems, but I think I think the majority of Balto's problems comes from, like, too many cooks and just, like, they should have just done what really happened because what really happened is super fucking interesting. Yeah, and there is a lot of good writing and good storytelling in Balto, and it just it just doesn't live up to what it promises, basically. If there's any good thing that came out of Balto, it's the fact that watching this movie makes me want to learn more about this history. And any movie that does that to me is a movie that's doing good work. Yes, but it's not like I'm going to do the thing where I compare everything to Hamilton. It's not like in Hamilton where (laughs) I hear about Lafayette and then I want to go find out more about yeah. Lafayette. It's like it's more like in you know what? I can't think of another example, even though there are probably a million. Um, but in Balto, I looked up stuff about Balto because I thought, well that can't be how that happened. Yeah. And you know, it it wasn't. Obviously, for a cartoon with a talking dog, you make some amendments, you know? Yeah. You let some stuff happen. But it just uh it just did not live up to, like you said, it did not live up to the great story that it already was before yeah. they started messing with it. It yeah, it it is a goddamn shame because I I kind of really want I want a movie about this event now, and I feel like mm-hmm. we're not gonna get one for a really long time as long as people still remember that this movie exists. Not not that the original Balto is bad, just. It is, but just because it also got two sequels. 
We have watched a lot of bad movies. We watched a lot of bad movies. The original Balto is better than Peter Pan, Croc's yes. New Groove. It's better than um, Pocahontas Two. Well, it's I can't I can't say that Pocahontas Two is so <laughs> joyful. You're right. I was the, a lot happier watching that movie as well. The thing the thing about Pocahontas Two is Pocahontas One takes itself so seriously. It's so convinced it's going to be the next great Disney movie. And we talked about how a lot of the people working on it worked on that instead of The Lion King. Yeah. And Pocahontas 2 seems pretty sure it's not going to be the next great Disney movie. And they're just going to fuck around in England for a little while. And it is so absurd. And it has, it has a weird amount of basis in reality. Oh, yeah. When we found that out, that, that, <laughs> the, like, that the... broke my mind. The deeper we went into that rabbit hole, it's like the more treasure we found. I will say that yes. that Balto as a movie is on par in quality and on in writing quality, I think, as The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. I think that's why I would compare it to, yeah, because, because it takes itself so seriously. Because yeah. Simba's Pride takes itself so seriously. And I think both of them really hurt because of it. Yeah, you know, if they would, if if they would allow themselves some looseness, or if they would work to be a better movie, then yeah. they could have been great, but they just weren't. Yeah, and but but that's why I feel like this podcast is only going to be as good as our Simba's Pride podcast, which I don't think was very good. <laughs> I'm so worried that we're talking about this movie that we can't even make jokes about because we're just like, ugh. Uh, well then let's get to fucking Balto 2 Wolf Quest the worst fucking movie we have watched on this podcast it's so bad it is the worst one like I don't know Kronk's like, no. New Groove weird weird like Kronk's New Groove you know why it's better because I watched Kronk's New Groove and I think this is three episodes of a show that they can what about Peter Pan though uh, Peter Pan two. Peter, Peter Pan. Pan two was a really good. Was really good compared no, 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 to no, fucking no. Wolf Quest. No, 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 no. Just Peter Pan. Peter Pan was competently animated. Yeah. Okay. All right. This, there is a scene in this, this movie Wolf Quest. where the the dogs are sitting in front of a porch and the house is literally like stretched over them, like on a forty five degree angle. And I pause that movie and I just stared at it like. Rulers exist, guys. This didn't have to happen. Straight lines are easy. Fuck, this movie okay. was bad. I love how much you hate this movie. I hated this Genuinely. movie so much. And I'm laughing my ass off right now. Oh, okay. So, the first note I have... Uh, the, so, the, the, the movie starts off with a dream. Ugh. <sighs> This dream. The dream they come back to like five other times. It, and it's it, never interesting. No, it's... They obviously want it to be like this big sim, symbol of fucking something. I don't even know what. Sometimes it seems like it's gonna be a symbol, but then he runs into like an actual magic crow. Yeah. So like, is it a symbol, or did he subconsciously know about this magic crow? There's a magic crow, and there's some wolves. Yeah. And then there's this idea... Of him in one of the dreams, this was the only thing that I found mildly interesting. The sort of idea that he was anchored to his life because of Jenna. Yeah. And he wasn't 
and he was not going to go with these wolves, which shows up later. But there's a, there's a really crappy dream sequence. Takes like five minutes too long. And then Balto wakes up, and like the 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 big thing that got me about this movie is once this dream sequence was over and everyone started talking, I was immediately like, nobody in this movie is the same person. Yeah, well, like you said, Balto had been a star-studded movie, and yeah, Balto too. I mean, who are you going to get back on for Balto 2? Who's really looking to tell the second story of Balto, except now it's nothing. Literally nothing like the original Balto. Yeah. The actual dog that existed. Now it's just this thing that they made up. Yeah, it's just this fucking fake-ass story. They they couldn't even make it a real fake-ass story, like sending him to England. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they couldn't uh they couldn't there there are so many cool parts of history that they could have taken this movie to but fucking no your daughter balto you're gonna have kids and your daughter's gonna go on a goddamn fucking wolf quest whatever wolf that means quest. what does that I'm even so fucking, mean i'm so i'm so fucking happy that that is the name of this of this bad, movie bad movie wolf quest do you know what that the third one's like called a... no i didn't even look Wings of Change. Actually, I did. I did know that, that was what that was called. Come think of it, because I remember hovering over it in the mouse and seeing Balto on a plane and thinking, "Okay," and then going to watch Wolf Quest. So the first note I have written down on this is CGI totem pole. Is this movie about to get racist on me? And again, like Brother Bear, not as much as I thought. Yeah. I'll say this, though. There were a lot of wide-angle shots of the town in the last movie. And there is no... A lot of wide-angle shots, no totem poles. No totem poles at all. Anywhere. Uh, And again, it was a very whitewashed movie. Yeah. But if they were going to do the one thing, they can't do the other thing. So, Balta wakes up. He needs to go, quote-unquote, check on Jenna. Because... Why does he check on Jenna? Well... As we are told by a little Scotty dog who has a really interesting... Irish accent. Well, that, but also this sort of metaphysical idea. This weird uh, linguist problem where he's always barking but never saying anything. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work for talking dogs? How does that work for, for dogs to talk to each other? How do they talk to each other if not through barks? I don't know. This is fascinating. And then we never hear from that dog again. No, because Boris kicks him to the fucking moon. (laughs) Boris Boris just fucking like (laughs) rear Chuck Norris style kicks that dog like into the distance. And that dog disappears like team fucking rocket and is never heard from again. (laughs) And for those who may have forgotten, Boris is in fact a goose. He's a goose. I don't know if you've ever been kicked by a goose. I don't think they can do much damage, though. I think I think goose are more effective at pecking. Yeah. Or biting, actually. I've been bitten by a goose. Yeah, goose have those creepy teeth. Then I saw the puppies, and I knew they were going to be puppies. But man, I was really braced for a bad puppy movie. Oh, you turned out to be a bad puppy movie. I did not to be a different. Bad. Bad I would have preferred 
I would have preferred a bad puppy movie to the fucking weird <laughs> to the wolf. I will, I'll say this: I would have been pretty comfortable with a bad puppy movie. I, I wouldn't re- know what I was getting. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell! All right, so Balto has kids, and all of the kids look like their mom except for one kid, uh, his daughter, who looks like him. And already, this is a big deal because he wasn't accepted for being half wolf. Right, and what they're telling us. What they have to tell us, because they don't really get it across in the um, animation, is that she looks more like a wolf than he does. I guess. I don't know how you come to that conclusion. And so his so, daughter, Alu... I'm sorry, no, we can't, we can't jump that far ahead. Let's keep going. I'm talking about the puppies. I, I do... I do... Remind me when she gets to adulthood that I do want to talk about, again, the role of human beings in this universe. Yeah, okay, so uh, so the puppies are there, and Balto, and then the, the scene kind of, like, hop, skips, and jumps forward several months because Balto has another fucking, the same dream, again, in this bad uh-huh. CGI Iceland. Right, but not Iceland, it's probably Alaska. <laughs> and he wakes up yep, and he's that, like... that's the kind of jokes you expect from direct to video. Yep, yes. Um, except Thank it's you for gre- listening. Except it's definitely not Iceland because it's Greenland because this is Alaska during the spring. So he wakes up and he's like, oh, I haven't had that dream in a while. And then it's like, turns out it's been eight weeks, which is like... No, like two months. Yeah, two months, uh, which is like eight months in dog years. And Okay. The, this is where we're going. <laughs> and the, the the puppies are, like, old enough to be adopted, and Balto's really worried because he doesn't want to let them go. He wants he, le- he enjoys being a dad. Mm-hmm. Jenny is kind of like, no, I was, I was adopted at this age, and we need to make sure that all of them get adopted. And then they both express this worry because their daughter, Alu, who looks so much like a wolf like her dad, might not be adopted because of her wolf-like nature. And right, and there is a there is a line that Boris delivers here, where um, Balto says, "I don't want her to be. I don't want my daughter to be different. I want her to be accepted." And then fucking Boris says, "Viva la difference!" Makes jazz hands, and I thought to myself, "I hate this movie. <laughs> I mm, I'm gonna That's hate this. You, huh? This was this is like 10, 10 20 minutes." Maybe oh, twenty minutes. It into can't this even movie. have been twenty minutes. This movie gets going fast, mm-hmm. but that's a problem because this really picks up the pace from the last movie. Actually. Yeah, because the first movie spends like the first half of the movie not knowing where to go and then does plot. This movie gets going, but the problem is that this movie doesn't know where it wants to end up. So this journey, this, this quest, <laughs> this movie has has this weird idea of what plot looks like. Yeah. It's like somebody told the writer of this movie what a plot was without giving him an example or ever letting him watch a movie or read a book. And so uh, the they take the puppies to no, go maybe get adopted. He waiting for Godot. <laughs> no, that would have been the last movie. Apologies. Yeah. Yep. It would have been. So so they take they take the puppies to go get adopted. Um I don't know how this works. I I it feels like the the dogs like took a sharpie in mouth wrote onto a box and just dumped their puppies inside <laughs> cuz 
because Rosie or her parents aren't overseeing this. It's just two dogs standing over a box of puppies. And people just walking up and being like, those are Rosie's. I fucking want one. So, it, um, uh, so yes. a Disney-style music montage play... happens. Okay, we started explaining the idea of the, of the music montage at the exact same time. <laughs> I'm glad we both noticed it. Cause... Because it's not... It's not that this song is bad, exactly. Yeah. There were worse songs in a lot of the other movies we, we watched. It's that Balto is not a musical movie. Yeah. And so suddenly, suddenly they're throwing music into this Just directly at that, you. Yeah. See, it was just, it was just kind of jarring to see this movie, this music montage where I did not expect there to be one. There wasn't even like... There wasn't even like us like singing in Balto, I think, at all. Yeah, no, there has there wasn't. Like it was just like it had a dramatic score. Um, that which at some points I was thinking like, did Danny Elfman score this? The music for that for Balto was really good, but yeah, to just all of a sudden have this woman singing this kind of mediocre song. Yeah, and it's not again. It's not the music in Peter Pan too. Or anything, quite, or, or either of the Brother Bear movies. Yeah. It's not anything quite so dramatic. It's, but it's just not very good, you know? And so we kind of get this, kind of get this crappy song, and we see these puppies get adopted, and because you and I have both seen movies and know how stories are told, the one puppy that looks different is not adopted. It's just oh left gosh. behind. What? Yes. Why? How could this happen? Now let's now let's take a moment here to talk about the role of human beings in this universe. Because I don't know how you think it works. I don't know if you've ever had puppies. I have never had a dog that had puppies. But unless you're gonna drown it, it's yours. Yeah. If you can't give it away, it is your puppy. This dog is now your dog. However, in this weird universe, Alu, I think I'm pronouncing that name right. I only ever saw it, I only ever heard it, it it sounds like it's supposed to be like a howl sound. Yeah. Alu goes and lives with Balto, the stray dog. On his boat. Instead of with Rosie and also her parents. And also, here's the thing that I have also noticed about dogs. You kind of do want an old one and a young one. Yeah. Because at some point your old one's going to die and having the other one around will make you feel a bit better about it. Yeah, especially especially since Rosie's like... Like, Jenna's obviously a very old, an older dog and Rosie's a very young child. Right. A lot of people just keep one puppy anyway. Yeah. Like, that's pretty common practice. So the whole the whole impetus for this movie already lost me. Yeah. Because the people who wrote this movie don't seem to understand how dogs work in society. Yeah, seriously. And then, uh... I have so few notes on this because I found so little of this movie noteworthy. I was doing... I was doing, like, homework for a class while this movie was running. I did not... I didn't want to pay attention to it after a certain point. I felt so depressed. Um, so, I, I will, I will say this, because... 
Alu grows up. Alu grows up. Uh, we see her playing with the polar bears. Yeah, and oh, she's that's lim- the next scene. I don't think again. I don't think it's a noteworthy scene. But... Yeah, and she's she's lamenting the fact that she hasn't been adopted yet. And I'm just sitting there thinking, you like what a what a terrible parent to like let uh, like if you're a dog parent and you like and your daughter's grown this old. Like your daughter's not getting adopted by anyone. Right. But also like there's a point. There's a scene where, like, she's wandering around in the forest and a hunter in the shadows points a gun at her and she's like, oh, man, maybe that guy wants to adopt me. And I'm just sitting there like, right. how do you not tell your daughter that looks like a, like a wolf that there are people out there who want to kill her? Yeah, she doesn't know. She don't know shit about shit. But here's the other thing. And I'm not saying this is unrealistic. Because I, pr- I think probably something like that has happened where somebody sees a dog, thinks a wolf, and then shoots it. Yeah. It's probably happened a lot. However, I feel like people, not even, not even every person, but probably hunters, should know animal body language. Yeah. And know that when a dog is running towards you like that, that's it being like, hey, look, a person. Yeah. And he should have taken a second and thought, I'm going to shoot somebody's dog because obviously this wolf alone running toward me, happy to see me, is somebody's dog. Yeah. And that was just my problem with this character that we never go back to anyway. Yeah, we never see this uh, Inuit man again. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, mad props to these guys for finally showing one Inuit person. Oh, yep, you got, you got, you got, got all one of them in there. Oof, he's yeah, the last one. Dude with a gun. He's so about to, to shoot a dog. Yes, that's not entirely fair. There were some Inuit kids. Were there? Adopted some of the puppies. Yeah, they. Well, I think they were. They were wrapped in furs. I think they were supposed to be Inuit. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, it was, I was so tired because I, again, because I went back and I read about this, the actual thing that happened. I was already so tired of this movie universe's treatment of, of, you know, not white people. As a white guy, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to realize how much how what amount of of our history is just us paving over other people Ugh. and this this movie uh, and honestly this movie does uh the, honestly this movie's like not not a good example of it if only because this movie goes to some weird places after this it's it's wiki to the wacky boo yeah because alu runs away because she's like i don't belong anywhere and she just fucking leaves and Balto's like, I gotta go find her. Yeah, although first he does go to sleep. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you gotta get your beauty rest, right? I feel like a lot of dads would stay up to make sure their daughter got home. But... And here's the thing. So he dreams of... This is a more in-depth dream where he hears a voice who I take to be his mother telling him about different animal totems. Mm-hmm. And my note here says... The hell does a wolf need with animal totems? A wolf is already an animal. <laughs> he don't need totems. If he needed totems, wolves would have been carving up totems. 
But no, that's a people thing. We'll we'll that's get to we'll get to, to we'll get to a better example of how fucking ridiculous that is in a bit. Yeah, this is just some foreshadowing to how ridiculous it is. This movie gets because Bolto goes out to find his daughter and like and encounters like this a mystical raven that he's been seeing in his dreams and he's like where yeah, are you taking something? me? I'll only go can't if you lead me to my daughter. Yes. Yes. When I signed up for this podcast, Andy, when we decided we were going to do a podcast together, uh-huh. I was not aware that there would be quite so many Inuit bird spirits. Because <laughs> it turns out there's a lot of Inuit bird spirits. They just fly around um, all the goddamn time. I guess... I'm just getting tired of Inuit bird spirits. I'm, well, the next the next movie we watch will have no bird spirits in it. Well, I mean, it, it, I hopefully it won't. I mean, I don't remember much about Beauty and the Beast, but I don't think there's any bird spirits in it. Well, did you see the trailer for the new one? No, I'm I'm I want to go in and just just experience it. Okay, well, here's if you watch the trailer, it's all scenes that were already in Beauty and the Beast, so you're not missing anything. Or, or it's not spoiling anything, rather. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but there's a scene where... Uh, what's his name? Begins with an L? Candlestick guy? Oh, Lumiere. Lumiere. There's a scene where Lumiere is dancing with what appears to be a bird. <laughs> and I think they may have changed the Feather Duster girl into some kind of bird. So. <laughs> so you're gonna get more bird spirit than you more intended. More bird spirits, goddamn so, it! So I do want to know if you're going to, if you're gonna watch that movie uh, when it comes out, because I am. I feel like, especially if we do the podcast on it, I feel like I better, <laughs> you know. And then we could do a Beauty and the Beast watch. Yeah. Okay, so I was complaining about any of bird spirits. Go well, on with. Yeah. Your so Balto runs into a fox. <laughs> Balto runs into a fox who's being tied to a log, and this fox, who at first I thought was hitting on Balto, mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, I don't know what I'm. Ex- I don't know what I want to happen here anymore. I don't know what this movie nah, wants I think to she's, be." I think they heard Trickster and they made her a femme fatale. Yeah, which kudos to them because after Balto frees this fox from this trap, she pushes him off of a, off of uh, the log to his seeming death in a river. I thought that was a weird trick. They're like, oh, the fox is cunning. And all he did is is get the fox free, which I would have expected Balta to do anyway as a heroic character. Yeah. And then all she did was push him. No. There That's was not real cunning. No, I'm going to tell you how quickly I hated this movie. Because when he, when he took the rope off and he just let it go off the log, my first thought was, that's a noose. She's going to push him into it and he's going to choke and die. <laughs> and this movie's going to be over. And I don't know what the next 40 minutes of my life are going to be, but this movie's going to be over. <laughs> oh, okay. I understand. I think I've called you a monster before, Andy. But before you weren't talking about choking dogs to death. What? It's his own fault for going on this dangerous wolf quest. Anyway, um, he goes on this dangerous wolf quest. Meanwhile, Alu is having a very different journey. 
wow. but equally spiritual. While Balto has to has to has to get away from a fox, and he has to fight wolverines. That all disappear and... afterwards. Yes. Alu goes and finds a singing mouse who claims to be her spirit Spirit guide. animal. No, she says spirit animal. No, she doesn't. Does she? Are you my spirit animal? Oh, poor, poor sweet child. This is so you're, sad. You're, you are an animal. You don't need a spirit yeah. animal. A very, very different journey. Oh, and then the fuck. next scene happens. Which led me to write down the note, no grizzly bears for the next four podcasts. God, yeah, another... This grizzly bear is so much less intimidating than the one in the first movie, by the way. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think it's all down to we didn't want to pay for animation. Yeah. Because that grizzly bear spends a lot of its time just waving its arms around, but not doing it. Not doing anything particularly... Threatening or dangerous? Yes, this is all true. But anyway, uh, Balto shows up foiling this mouse's plan to have uh, Alu be killed and eaten by a bear. <laughs> I assume that was his plan all along. I would have loved for that to be his plan all along. I, I, I would I would have loved for the villain in this movie to be an evil mouse. Actually, no, it still would have been a bad movie. Yeah, they both get away. But it would have it would, it would have given us something absurd to talk about. God, it would have. Because this movie, this movie was like a religious experience in that it made no sense. Balto saves Alu and then, uh, uh, I, I don't... Alu, Alu shows off her magic spirit sense. Oh, yeah. Where she can see through the bear's eyes that there is a ledge if they jump off. So they jump off and they get and they're both safe now. Yeah. I mean they're really asking me to accept a lot. Yeah. And then we meet then we meet some actual wolves. We finally Yeah, and do you know what I checked? I checked the time. <laughs> we have like 20 minutes left in this movie. Yeah, and we just we, we, we the, the wolf, wolf quest, quest is over. We found them. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my yes. problem with these goddamn fucking wolves is that they all look like balto all of them look like balto every single one of these wolves looks like exactly like balto and the reason this is a problem is because we know what like cool wolves look like because in the first movie they had this awesome wolf design yeah the wolves were the wolves were rad in that movie um, and not only that, how do they know Balto's a half-breed? Yes, what? Well, if they all look alike. But, and not only that, but that also kind of breaks apart the first movie, because if, if that's what wolves look like, people wouldn't look at Balto and think, oh, look, it's a mutt. They would think, oh, fuck, it's a wolf. Exactly. Oh, fuck. The, the, it, it, was, it was a problem, that movie. This, this, these wolves. These wolves are a problem. <sighs> so there's a magic old one. Oh my god. And a younger one who's just steel again. Yeah. It's just it hey, who's going to be the villain for this? Ah, just steel, but a wolf. It's just it's just steel. It's he wants to be the leader and he doesn't want to 
across an ice bridge that only shows up for like 15 minutes and you know what not a bad idea actually yeah he seems he he, yeah he's he he's got a good head on his shoulders i wouldn't want to go across that ice bridge either except here's the thing does he have a good head on his shoulders because he says we're gonna steal from other packs and then later he says we'll steal from the bear pack okay see are you gonna do that are you gonna steal from the bears yeah, I I can see his plan falling apart really easily. He's not a leader, and and he, in a way, he's a little more interesting than Steel, just because there's that moment near the end of the film where Balto tells him, "Here's your chance, go be a leader," and he, and he just says, yeah, no, this isn't what I want." He has a great moment of weakness, um, which Steel doesn't really get. It looks like he's gonna get it for a second. Yeah. It looks like he's going to get it when he sort of loses it. And then he kind of just turns into a villain again. Yeah. There's another song here called Grand Design. Where it's actually not a bad song. It's not a bad idea for a song. I like songs that have uh, a reprise right in them. Where one character is using one character uses the word grand design the phrase grand design to talk about how everything's sort of predetermined and if you just listen to the spirits if they pay attention they can they can follow this design and everything will be fine um yeah and the other one sings about how the grand design is their grand design they get to choose what happens by the way kind of a more heroic idea Really, like we get to choose what happens instead of the gazelle god telling us we need to follow the gazelle. It's caribou, but yes, you're right. Caribou gazelle don't live in uh, Alaska. So, by this point of the movie, I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> don't worry, there's only like ten minutes left. Yeah, but that's the thing: is the movie like it? Even though there was only ten minutes left, it really feels like like it felt like I was I was only halfway through this movie because it did because again nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. All this, all this journey stuff was just a journey, like, and it was such a weird journey. We were told you're going to see a fox and a raven and a. Uh, wolverines and a bear and and like wolverines and a bear and then he goes and sees them all and it's like okay i don't okay but nothing comes with it it doesn't build up to anything yeah it just sort of happens and then these two dogs decide our destiny is to help these wolves this is bigger than us yeah. And what they're sort of doing is sticking their nose in place in some place it doesn't belong. Because if all these wolves want to make a shitty decision, they can do that. Well, and that's and there's this big thing, because there's this amazing moment where Balto's like, I gotta go, well, I guess I gotta go lead these wolves. And then Alu's like, no, I'm gonna go lead these wolves because I want to be, be a wolf, goddammit. You gotta yeah, go back home okay to mom. Moment, and that's... But here's my problem with it. I completely saw that coming for multiple reasons. One, Balto has had this character arc already. Yep. And he landed on the dog side. Yep. And then two, she has magic visions. And obviously she's got to lead them because she has magic visions. She can see the future. Right. So I just want to say that Alu, if you really look at her arc, 
There's no real reason for Balto to be in most of the movie. Oh, God, no. Uh, she even gets her own sidekick character in that weird musical mouse. Yeah. So, you don't remember how this movie ends, or you didn't I don't notice, remember. Huh? I didn't re- I don't remember. I just remember Balto saw his that? mom. That's literally it. And then the movie's That's just over. Is that it? With the reveal that his mom is is like a spirit god. A wolf goddess. And here's here's my one big issue about that. Would have made more sense if that if it had been his dad. Because having an absentee mother isn't impossible or anything. It's just harder than having an absentee dad. Yeah. Especially if you are a dog and your capacity for learning starts at like a couple days instead of with a human at a few years. Well, doesn't he mention like uh, he mentions like near the beginning when he's talking to um, Alu that like he was separated from his mom when he was a pup and that he was raised by uh, yeah Boris yeah by Boris yeah that's it's true that that does happen and I guess I just thought it would make more sense if the if if the thing was male. Especially especially if you look at, um, I don't know how Inuit myths are with this, but a lot of Western gods like boning down on mortal females. <laughs> That's I mean, just true. I like the idea of flipping the script and just this immortal wolf goddess being like, I want to have a dog child. Okay, well that's not completely flipping the script. I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> there's Psyche. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, alright, it's not it's not that huge a deal, I just thought that yeah. was a little weird. It reminded me, have you ever seen the movie Mafia? No. I saw it on TV once. It's a, it's a pretty bad, goofy, um, satire movie of Mafia films. And there's a scene in it where it's like at the end of the movie the main character the male main character shows up when the female main character is is doing something and he brings her son he's like this is our son you should meet our son what it's just it's just stupid is what it is it's just stupid um yeah that's really that's all it reminded me of yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a world where like a mother would have a kid and then just like leave that kid somewhere and fuck off and not know that this is their kid. Right, but no, this was not doing that. Yeah, I was gonna say, but this doesn't flipping. sound like that was that 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 was happening no. at all. <laughs> um, but here's the other thing: now that his mom is a is a spirit, now that we know that, what the hell excuse does she have? Yeah, seriously, she could have raised him. Maybe, maybe she knew. She's everywhere, apparently. Maybe she knew. She was like, "I gotta, I gotta leave my, I gotta leave my uh, Jesus son so that he can save the children from uh, from diphtheria." Whatever. They're just gonna kill you all. Fuck you, mom. In like a hundred years, Sarah Palin's gonna think it's a good idea to shoot ever, shoot all you from helicopters. Yeah, this movie was fucking, fucking awful. Woman, by the way, <laughs> this movie was. <laughs> This, this is a bad movie. This movie's bringing out the worst in both of us, I think. Like, oh. This movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it's poorly animated. There's the 
I can't say the writing is bad because it feels like a bunch of actors walked into a booth and just started saying things. <laughs> so I I'm, think that might be the textbook definition of bad writing. So I'm going to I'm going to read you two facts about this movie. To uh, 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 IMDb qualifies these two things as trivia about this movie. Uh-oh. The first one is that the plot was inspired by some of the lyrics to Reach for the Light, a song from Balto. Oh. Okay. So I... F- I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What's this next one? Of Balto and Jenna's brown and white and red and white pups, three names are known for sure. Cody, Dingo, and Saba, the two unnamed pups. The subjects of many, quote, Balto fanfictions have had names such what? as Kiona, Taktovic, Wolf, Statska, Anchorage, and Tie-Dye. Wait. Wait, what? There is... Yeah. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. Yes. What? The, the fact that this... You know also what, no, six, Also, six out of six people found this, this interesting. Well, it is interesting. Balto? How many Balto fanfics? I don't know. I don't know if that means, like, it has to be two, four, six. There has to be at least three for them to have six different names. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, man, man there's a whole much. there's a whole world out there, man. No, I don't want to see that world. I'm tired of it already. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like if Aladdin started seeing I can show you the world. God just, damn. There was just shit everywhere. So, well, this is it. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Oh boy. Okay. So this has been two hours and fifteen minutes of Balto talk. Fucking hell. God, they fucking really working hard to ruin the legacy of this awesome Awesome, awesome dog. Awesome dog. Awesome thing that, that happened. That happened. Ugh. Uh, before, before we leave, uh, I'm going to read the uh, synopsis that Netflix has for the third movie. We're not going to watch the third movie. We're never going to watch the third Good. movie. Play uh, me off, Andy. I... I'm going to... I just really want to, like, like, anybody who's listening to this thinking, man... If this is bad, I can't wait for them to watch the third movie. You can take that all the way to hell and never come back. We are yeah. not watching the third movie. You can fuck right off to, where, to wherever that Scotty dog went to. Well, yeah, seriously, you can join him in hell. Like, we're not watching this movie. So, the synopsis for Balto 3, Wings of Change. A pilot challenges Balto's son Cody and his sled team to see who can deliver the mail faster. But the dogs race to the rescue when the plane <laughs> vanishes. Motherfucker! What the hell are they doing? I don't know. Now, uh, in real time, I'm going to give Balto 2 Wolf Quest one star. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give Balto this a is, solid three. This is the kind of cutting edge reporting you can get. Yep. 
God fucking damn. Holy shit. There is some good news, or at least interesting news, though. Oh, yeah? I finally found a VCR that works. And I'm nice! Going to try to, I'm going to try to see if I can get an old home video and record a DVD of it. And if I can manage that, then cool. I can do it with Hercules 2. The, the world is your oyster the at that point. It's my oyster. And then I can figure out how, um, then we can, then, then we can be the only two people in the world with a digital copy Bobby. of Hercules 2. <laughs> Truly a burden. I feel, I feel like I, I have a responsibility to, like, torrent it. <laughs> to let the world know that it's here for them, the moment you've been waiting for. Sure. This is what everybody was holding their breath for this moment. I genuinely hope our listeners don't go and watch these movies. Oh, man. So, <laughs> whoo. Uh, this was an emergency broadcast <laughs> of direct-to-video. I'm Andy Reyes. I'm Tony Robusto. Yeah, you guys don't get a fucking nickname this time. Shit. Come on, you can do it. No, man. The wolf quest took too okay. much out of me. Alright, fine. Then I am Tony Robusto, wolf quester. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm afraid I'll, I'll bear this cross for one day. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, uh, you can find us um, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't get podcasts, you can find us at direct2.video. Um... Please remember to give us that five-star rating if you can. Yes, please. That's apparently how people find us, so it, 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 yeah, it does just, just give us that five-star rating. And also, if you have a Netflix account, go ahead and just give Balto <laughs> 2 Wolf Quest one fucking star. Yes. Actually, yes. Can we lead the charge of getting of getting the Balto movies? Right? Just, just write a petition to Netflix and tell them that this movie's bad. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to remove it or anything. Just tell them it fucking sucks. Yeah, just let them know. Yeah. Hey. Hey, guys, I don't know if you're aware. Hey, Netflix, I don't know that you know this, but you have bad movies on your <laughs> Did website. You know I was watching Zombie Prostitutes <laughs> 2, and I thought, hey, maybe they're not quite sure. Maybe maybe not everything Netflix has is yeah. good. Maybe I always, I always saw it as a curated... Uh, a curated database, but uh, now they got some bad movies in here. How did this Finding happen? Dory's on there, so. Oh man, I can't wait to watch that. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, me that. neither. I think that one could be fun. Anyway, so are we done? Uh, I believe. No, not not yet. Um, no, because because uh, you can find me. Oh, right. On Twitter at royalty underscore valens. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats with an er. Yeah. Are you okay, Andy? You sound um. I. Oh man! Yeah, I think I might. I think I might actually die. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say before we signed off here. Oh yeah, I just wanted to. Um, I don't know when this one's gonna come out, so probably the next one you hear after this is Beauty and the Beast or maybe Brother Bear. One of those two. We'll see when things you know, get done. You know what I think we should start doing. I think we should start saying when these episodes were recorded, like give a date, and then not talk about, not talk about the next episode. I think it's kind of fun. Um, 
us occasionally mentioning something shitty going on in the political climate, and everybody can just figure out when that happened. Because it happened for the other I, two. I guess that does work, too. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Anyway, until next time, I am the ghost of John Smith. And I think I have more whiskey somewhere. <laughs>